there's a million different platforms out there right now, right? It's like, oh, should I be have a Discord? Should I be on Patreon? Should I be doing this, this, or that? It's really hard to organize, like, yeah. what are, like, my three or four core things I should be focusing on? And how do they work together? How does my merch line yeah. work with my TikTok? Like, what value does my TikTok give yeah. to my merch line? And what value does my merch line give to my TikTok? And it's really just determining what are my long-term missions, values, you know, vision, and why. It's not only what am I doing, but why am I doing it? And how am I doing it? Because... Again, you can be on 10 different platforms and doing all these different things, but if you're doing that, your focus is just split way too much and you're not going to be able to, you know, execute. I'm Jesse Clemens and this is Creator Kit, where each week we shine the spotlight on awesome new tools and services for the creator economy and unpack how they might help you grow your creator business faster. Creator Kit is presented by Highbeam. Highbeam solves message overload for creators by organizing and prioritizing DMs and comments in one unified workspace, so you never miss an important message again. You can find us at highbeamapp.com. Hey everybody, on this episode of Creator Kit, we talk to Nathan Graber-Lipperman. Nathan's the founder of Powder Blue Media, an agency that helps creators build businesses that last. On today's show, we talk about world building, Nathan's thesis on how creators can execute for the long term by building content ecosystems. Along the way, we touch on everything from J. Cole to J.R.R. Tolkien to TikTok and why Nathan is publishing a magazine in 2022. Let's get to it. Uh, Nathan, welcome to Creator Kit Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here, Jesse. For sure. I'm super excited to have you. I, I think the, the stuff that you're working on is a little bit different than the guests that we've had in the past. We focused a lot on pure tech solutions, uh, companies building software for creators. We've deviated from that a little bit, but not much. And what you're doing is totally unique, totally different. And this you know crazy combination of, of different angles that I think is one of the smartest things I've seen out there is the reason I reached out to you in the first place. Why don't we start with just uh, the quick 30-second description. What is Powder Blue Media and what are you building? And then we'll get into the details. Yeah, absolutely. So we build worlds for creators. What does that mean? We partner with creators to build things that last in the creator economy between their internal ecosystem, how do the different parts of their unique businesses work together, and how can we create something sustainable in the long run, right? whether it's launching a new product line, whether it's partnering with a charity, really just like building everything out so that we can understand how every single part of their business works in tandem together to make sure it's sustainable for the long run. And along with that too, you know, we're creators ourselves, a lifelong creator here. And uh, part of what we do too is we have our creator magazine that I know we'll dive into, um, just covering the space and how creators are building their unique businesses and everything. Awesome, man. And I was doing a little bit of prep before the call. I know that you've been a creator in a bunch of different areas. I guess one way you would define yourself would be as a as a writer. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Yeah, I'm kind of like a master of none, wear a lot of hats type. I've always been. Um, but I definitely <laughs> think if I were to like pin down one thing, I definitely think about myself as a writer. I actually started writing for a San Diego Chargers football blog back in like 2016 or so. And that just really started the genesis for me of like diving into the world of online media. I studied journalism and entrepreneurship in college, really just started going full speed ahead in this world. Um, 
as well as, you know, like posting sketch comedy videos on YouTube back in high school too. Like that was another thing. So again, been all over the place, but I would definitely say the writing has kind of like always been the core of what I've done. Awesome. I, I, I uh, will need to up my research game because I'm embarrassed to admit I did not find your high school sketch video, uh, sketch deep, comedy video. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And on the sports publishing side, was that a blog that was published on its own domain or was that through another another aggregator? Yeah, it was actually through SB Nation, if you're familiar with them. They're like a series okay. of blogs and everything. And I kind of took that experience and it was awesome, you know, just like getting that experience back when yeah, I was a teenager and everything. And what I learned from doing that is like, okay, here's writing for this publication that like, you know, has tens of thousands of people reading every single thing, you know, and like hundreds of comments. It was just like a really engaged community at the time, but also just the dynamic of like online writing, you know, it was like, Hey, as long as what you write is over 250 words, like we'll publish it. Right. Cause it's all about Google and SEO and just like, we just got to keep churning stuff out that'll like do well on social and whatnot. So what I kind of took away from that was like, while I really love the, my co-writers and like the community um, and just like helping build that, it, it really like, yeah. like made me yearn for like long form storytelling. And that's what I've always loved growing up. I read, you know, Rolling Stone, Sports Illustrated. I would just read a ton of magazine writing and online writing like Bill Simmons over at Grantland. So that's what led to uh, my original publication, Unplugged, which I started in 2017, which was really just like long form storytelling on Gen Z culture and life. Because I thought that was something that there was a vacuum. There wasn't really anyone writing that like, you know, long form s coverage of like this really unique, yeah. crazy world that me and my peers have grown up in and everything. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And I, I the reason I asked the question about the blog that was originally published is been thinking a lot about like the origins of the creator economy and what you're describing around you didn't put it this way but basically like you started reading publications that were a traditional media gatekeepers publishers editors then all of a sudden you had sb you know the ability to publish permissionless through that or you know pretty close to permissionless to sb nation and you know it's amazing how things have developed since there since then i was also curious because one of our investors at high beam and you know, one of our one of our advisors at High Beam is Dave Nemitz, who founded Bleacher Report, mm -hmm. which was, um, you know, I met him originally uh, in working in the advertising world, and Bleacher Report was a customer, SB Nation was a customer. Mm -hmm. This whole like kind of first wave of publications that focused on creators, even though they weren't called creators at the time. So Unplugged looks awesome. Started reading a, a, a few a few articles. Came across one on J. Cole, who's a personal favorite of mine as well. Just like kind of really fun uh, alternative universe storytelling, and I'm kind of sensing a theme uh, in like the universe world, uh, you know, reality building type ideas, which which are super cool. Handing it back to you. So you're working on Unplugged, and you're a creator yourself. And where does it go from there? And and what are, what are the origins of, of Powder Blue? Yeah, absolutely. And that J. Cole story I wrote is like one of my favorite things I've ever written. I don't know what it's so I don't good. know what was in my mind that night, but I just like stayed up late after <laughs> the uh, dunk contest and just wrote it. Yeah, so kind of like when I start the blog in 2017, it starts as, you know, long form writing. We're publishing through a medium publication before moving to WordPress. And then we launch a podcast network. We have at our peak like 10 shows running concurrently, you know, like the Unplugged MBA show. We have a 
pop culture, you know, like movies, podcasts and everything. We also launched a web series called The Hot Take Show, which was kind of like a parody of, you know, first take and stuff where it was like people would come on to argue like umbrellas are pointless or like the letter C should be taken out of the alphabet. Um, <laughs> so it's really fun just like dabbling in all like, you know, trying to create this Gen Z media company. And in doing so, you know, we interviewed everyone from NFL players to entrepreneurs to creators. And I kind of just slowly started to appreciate, like, again, lifelong creator and everything, just how much more interest there was in the creator economy. Like that phrase was becoming more and more of a buzzword in like the startup and, you know, tech worlds and everything. And I'm very fortunate in college, I got a lot of experience with like kind of the startup ecosystem. So I kind of had one foot in the door with the creator world and one foot in the door of just kind of, you know, pitch competitions and startup, you know, meeting with VCs, stuff like that. And so kind of as I was slowly, you know, developing all this in 2020, I started doing more creative consulting work just to just, you know, try uh, my hand at more B2B stuff, working with a lot of startups and whatnot. What I started to realize is the first thing, and this was actually the genesis of Creator Mag, was that if you want to go learn about creators, right? Like take your favorite creator, let's say like, not necessarily someone like a Marquez Brown, like he's huge and like has a lot of people writing about them. But what about, you know, Ryan Higa, Niga Higa, who uh, I know one of your notes at the bottom is who my favorite creators are. He was the guy that like got me into YouTube. But like, let's say you're an investor yeah. or a startup person. Like you want to go learn more about Ryan Higa. Where is he from? What does he believe in? You know, like, who is this guy? You had to, you know, either watch every single one of his videos or scroll through all of his Instagram posts, you know, and like, maybe you'll get a sense of who he is. But a lot of creators, like we're unorganized, you know, we like are spontaneous. <laughs> we're all over the place. And that's kind of what I was like, why is there not more long form coverage of just the creator world and everything? You know, I've been in the thick of it. I've been working with startups. I see the interest there, but it's really just this notion of like, if I'm an investor and I want to come work in the create, you know, like place my bets in the, in the creator world, like how do I learn where to do that? And it really just felt like there was this lack of coverage um, with it and everything. And so I kind of in 2020 taken a step back from the content production that had been the basis of Unplugged since the beginning. And for some context too, when I formed an official LLC in 20, April, 2019, dubbed it Powder Blue Media LLC, it's based off of my lifelong love for the Chargers. So it's their famous powder blue jerseys. That's also where we get our Stormcloud branding and everything. Nice. But yeah, so kind of like end of 2020 was where this idea for Creator Mag really started. And I kind of just developed it slowly in the background over the course of the year before releasing the first edition in December and everything. So I know we have plenty of notes and stuff to talk about there and I'll let you go, but I could... Go on and on, of course. <laughs> so the the magazine, I came across your stuff on Twitter. I clicked in, and if you go to the Powder Blue Media website, I think it's like kind of the hero image is this is this uh, magazine. And I was like, whoa! Like I'm I see you know fifty podcasts a day. Maybe one catches my attention. I see, you know, a hundred blog articles, maybe, uh, maybe one every two days is, is one I click into. And all of a sudden there's a format that I'm very familiar with, but I haven't seen anyone do in like a decade. And that caught my attention. And I'd love to hear like, 
what is the what is the mag all about how did it come about and how did you decide to fuse together this like traditional uh publishing format with new media and the creator world? yeah absolutely well for starters too the thing i went to grab over here is i have your copy right here so this is our physical copy and everything oh. um amazing was able to pick them up this week actually uh, which was great but yeah, no, look, great questions and everything. And it's funny, the more I've talked with people in the space, they'll ask, you know, like, I had this one guy say, a magazine? Really? I didn't know people still read those. Ha, huh. you learn something yeah. new every day. And I was like, I took that on the chin a little bit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, like no one was doing it. It's always been my bread and butter. I really believe in this idea of long form storytelling and just like, building worlds that people can come back to, these evergreen worlds and everything. And I always found, right, you just mentioned that J. Cole story I wrote in 2019. I still read that three years later and I still love it, you know? And that's like always the kind of stories where it's not so much like heat of the moment. It has to be super, you know, hard hitting, like let's get the 250 words out as quickly as possible while this is still relevant. I've just always been obsessed with those, you know, long form stories you can come back to two, five, 10 years later, you know? So how the magazine really started was just something that I wanted to see exist. Cause I was like, this does not exist. Like no one's doing this. I want to see this exist. Like there's Taylor Lorenz at the New York times, there's tube filter, there's Dixerto, there's like these different random online blogs, but like, and then, you know, journalists like Taylor, but like Taylor's only one person, you know, <laughs> and she has a uh, following, you know, that she at the New York times and now the Washington post, she has to report to. So it's like, okay, this is something I want to see exist. And then it kind of turned into just an opportunity to network. It was like, okay, you know, like this is a great excuse to meet a lot of people. Like the content's always going to be great, but you know, it's a great way to get in the door with a lot of creators and different people in the industry. Then it turned as the marketing side of Powder Blue started to shift from more creative consulting for startups to, you know, really working with creators on world building and everything. It kind of just turned into a way to, you know, it's like, okay, we have this agency. It's a way to market it, right? It's like, hey, we're building our own world. We're creative people. Come work with us. But then finally, just given the amount of outsized interest we've seen in the last four or five months or so, it really turned into like, wait, like this is original IP people are interested in. You know, I've talked with some mentors who are saying like, we can start raising a pre-seed round for it and stuff like that. And so it really just evolved from this like thing I wanted to see exist to like a facet of the business to now it's like, no, like this is something like we're setting up for the long term and everything. And yeah, I think like that's just been a really exciting journey, <clears throat> like see, seeing it release and seeing the interest in it and everything, because as you know, like no one's really doing it. And like, regardless of the purpose it was serving for Powder Blue from its onset to now, the, the stories at the end of the day, you know, are king. Content is king. And given kind of my journey throughout the digital media world the last five, six years, like I was always going to make sure the stories were as good as possible. So yeah, you know, that's kind of the birth of Creator Mag and everything. Yeah, it, it, it's totally awesome. And uh, like I encourage anyone listening um, that's interested to check it out because it's, it's uh, extremely high quality and the you know physical copy of the magazine is kind of like a cool, uh, you know, cool added benefit. Um, you know, not to not to spend the whole podcast talking about J. Cole, but I saw the numbers for vinyl record sales and I saw that like vinyl has out outsold CDs for the first time, like in the last year or so. So people people kinda like want this like 
analog uh, copy of stuff they care about and people care about creators and want to learn more about them. And, um, I, you know, tying it back to J Cole, I have like, I have like four, I think I have four vinyl, uh, records. One of them is Forest Hills Drive and it's just like, it's fun. It's cool. It's, uh, unique now getting into world building again, uh, bringing it all back. This long form content is interesting because I can picture, um, it also being when focused on an individual creator, this could almost be like an onboarding deep dive for you, for your clients to understand like what they're all about and understand what areas of their life and interests can be built into nodes, which I think we should talk about. In yeah, more. no, absolutely. Look, the first step, and this comes from my experience writing, podcasting, everything. The first step I do with all my clients is I actually do an interview with them for 30 minutes. I prepare the same way I would for a podcast. And it's just like, Hey, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know what makes you, you know, what makes you tick. Then through that, we can, you know, figure out your higher level. What's your vision, right? What's your mission? What are your priorities? What are your values? And then from figuring out that first layer, it's really just diving down from there. Okay. These are your values. This is your mission. How does that tie into what we're going to do over the next six weeks, right? What are your priorities? How can we make that into a roadmap and then into six week sprints? And then the next level is, okay, how do we execute uh, each week so that we're building towards this long-term vision of what you want to accomplish? And it's really ties back to everything, you know, I've done through long-form storytelling and everything. And I think where it really started to click for me was one with this idea of Tolkien's map, uh, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings said once to compose a map from a story is a wary business. So basically this idea that like, you know, yeah, you can start writing a book like Lord of the Rings, but if you don't know how far mountains are uh, in between each other, right? Or like how the elves and the dwarves interacted with each other hundreds of years ago, you know, if you don't build out that world first, it's really hard to tell a coherent story. And that really stuck with me. That was one thing. The other thing was I was driving from Chicago back to Hartford, Connecticut, where my family lives in December, 2020 for the holidays. I was listening to the Dissect podcast, which is like this long form breakdown mm. of, you know, artists and everything. Donald Glover is one of my favorite artists. And they broke down because the internet, um, his 2013 album. And, you know, basically with that album, it wasn't just music. It was a whole world he built. It was a 72 page script. It was, you know, 18 tracks or whatever the number is. He made a 20 minute short film. And it was just this. And the whole rollout for it and everything, there was just so many little layers and clues and things to unpack and everything. And this idea that he built this evergreen world that seven years after it came out, you have this podcast, like diving into it with 10 separate episodes or whatnot, right? And Glover had this quote about how in an interview once where he only wants the fans who will stick around, right? And continue to dig deeper and continue to create new connection and meaning to his work. And between that, Tolkien, and just kind of where I was at with this idea of like, no one's really covering like the creator economy and how people are building these long-term businesses. That's where this idea of world building really came from. It's just this idea that like, you know, trends come and go, right? Three years ago, people didn't know what the hell TikTok was. Now it's hard to, you know, every mm -hmm. single big company is copying everything they're doing. And so yeah. trends come and go, but if you really want to build things that last, especially as your fans might grow up and create, you know, new connections to your work, you might grow up and your priorities might change. 
you just have to really take that long-term approach and just think, okay, what can I do to set up my business and my content so that I can have longevity in the space? So that five years down the road, you know, everything I created up until this point is still, you know, creating new meaning and there's still new things to unpack with my fans and everything. So that was kind of the whole thesis that came into world building. And it's been, you know, we really started taking on clients starting in 2021. My biggest client I've been working out with for several months now. And it was actually really powerful. Just this uh, Wednesday, we had kind of a end of a sprint like review call. And he said, you know, when we first started working together, I was like, I just have to get back in front of the camera. I got to get back to posting, posting, posting. Like, I'm not sure how much in the long term I want to do this, but I know I have to get back to doing that. So the algorithm gets behind me. But now I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be in front of the camera anymore. I want to do a podcast. I want to be behind the camera and do documentaries. I want to do speaking engagements. And it was like, that's exactly what the first time we talked and I interviewed him and I set up his synergy map and everything. And I'm like, cool. Like, how are we going to build this thing for the long term? That's the different nodes I was building was how can we get your brand to the point where it's not just like, okay, I went viral like four years ago and have just kind of built a following off of that, but it slowly waned. It's like, how can we get you away from like being dependent on the algorithm, picking and choosing what's your videos to bump? How can we get away from mm -hmm. that and get you to the point where like, no, you can take this really valuable audience that you built and take it in different directions, both as you grow up and your fans grow up too. And that's where, you know, we've been working on developing this podcast and we're looking into different speaking engagements and all this sort of stuff. So that was kind of my thesis that kind of started in the end of 2020. And it's been really cool seeing it like play out in real life and just like seeing that mindset shift. Like I've been able to help creators, you know, come to as we've worked together. Very cool. And to make sure everyone's understanding the kind of like mechanical nature of this type of planning nodes, uh, how would you define nodes or actually, let me try it. Yeah, you tell me perfect. if I'm way off. Are nodes any like focus area for a creator that might be a new channel, a new interest, a new podcast? Like if I think about like someone I've been listening to a lot is the My mm -hmm. First Million podcast with Sam Parr. He's gotten really into fitness related stuff recently. I see that he started his own individually, personally branded YouTube channel that's kind of more fitness oriented. Would that be considered a node? Is that a good example? Yeah, so basically you hit the nail on the head. There's... A million different platforms out there right now, right? It's like, oh, should I be have a Discord? Should I be on Patreon? Should I be doing this, this, or that? It's really hard to organize. Like, yeah. what are like my three or four core things I should be focusing on, and how do they work together? You know, how does my merch line yeah. work with my TikTok? Like, what value does my TikTok give yeah. to my merch line, and what value does my merch line give to my TikTok? And it's really just determining. You hit the nail on the head. So the nodes would be the different parts of a creator business, but it's how do they all tie back to the central nexus, which is, you know, me, my brand, my website, whatever it is. How does it tie back to the central nexus? What are my long-term missions, values, you know, vision and why it's not only what am I doing, but why am I doing it and how am I doing it? Because again, you can be on 10 different platforms and doing all these different things. But if you're doing that, your focus is just split way too much and you're not going to be able to you know, execute. So smart, so smart. And a lot of focus, like a lot of focus that I've seen has been more on the execution side, like for, um, or focus that I've seen from people talking about the like machinery of creator mm -hmm. businesses Two that come to mind, Gary V's like famous content machine. It's basically all about like 
hey, we did this podcast. Now we're going to break it into a 15 second clip for Instagram and make it into an audiogram. And then we're going to pull some quotes and publish them to TikTok and repurposing content that's already been produced. And I think there's a couple of really big businesses that have been built on helping enable that type of redistribution, like Jelly Smack mm -hmm. uh, comes to mind, like gigantic. Listen to Nas uh, Daily. I think his name is mm -hmm. Nas, if I remember. Uh, he's like starting a whole studio to repurpose content, but n not enough people are like drawing it back to the source and saying like, like you are saying, why are we focusing on certain areas? What areas are we not focusing on that we should? beyond just repurposing content, but actually going back to like the wellspring of creativity and saying, what types of new content are we not doing? Or maybe it's not even content. What things are we not focusing on as a creative business that could set us up for that next five, 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you hit the nail on the head again too. It's like, not just the what, like, what are we doing? Um, but it's the why, like, okay, I know I could repurpose and spice up my content for TikTok, you know, and spend five to 10 hours a week doing that. But why am I doing it, right? Is it because I want to reach younger yeah. demos that might not listen to an entire podcast? You know, is it because I want to catch the latest trend? Because if you're not really focused on the latest trend and everything, then why do you have to spend that five to 10 hours on TikTok? You know, that's, that's really the core of it for sure. Fascinating. Okay, so you guys are building out this amazing business. What's the current state? Can Are you accepting new clients? What's, what's the, uh, for anyone that's interested, where are you guys at? How can they work with you and where can they Yeah, absolutely. You? So we've kind of been in beta uh, so far, especially working with uh, our main client right now, but starting in March, we're opening it up. We have kind of different levels where you know, our first level is just like hop on a call for an hour. We'll help you build out your synergy map and like go from there. Our second kind of medium level is, uh -huh. you know, more of like a three months, like we'll build out your custom process and system using what we've kind of like internally built and then custom build it to fit your needs. And that's more of like a medium level. Like we'll, you know, talk three times over three months or so. And then there's kind of our full package, which is like, we're going to help you launch that product. Like we're going to help you, you know, uh, really build out that new node and really help you launch your world. So we do offer those kind of different services right now. If people are interested, they can sign up on our wait list. So they can find that at powderblue.media slash worlds. And then starting in March, we're really going to open that up to more of the general creator public. And then, yeah, along with working on that, we're really just focused on rolling out season two of the magazine, which we're really excited about. So video essays start rolling out February 27th with the mag dropping in late March. If people want to get our drops, you can go on our website and sign up to get notifications as well as uh, we partner with the tool laylo.com slash powdered blue is a great way to get texts or emails, however you want uh, to keep in touch. And then, yeah, you know, as you said, Jesse, like we met through Twitter and everything. I find more and more of the new connections I'm making nowadays are through the Twitter DMs, which has been awesome in Definitely. this space and everything. But you definitely keep me up, drop me a line over DMs at, at BinateGL on Twitter. Awesome, man. I feel like there is so much more to, to dig into here. I just wanted to thank you for, for coming on the podcast. It was amazing to hear about this, what I think is like kind of defining theory on, on uh, creator world building. And, you know, it's pretty awesome to see someone that's not just thinking and writing about it, but actually building a real business on top of it. So Thanks again for telling us a little bit about what you've got going on. 
I think we might be hanging out in New York at some point soon. So I look forward to that. And I'll be checking my mailbox daily for my first issue of the match. Yeah, no, sounds great, Jesse. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out in NYC. That wraps this excellent episode of Creator Kit. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a huge difference to us, and it just takes a click. Creator Kit is brought to you by Highbeam, the message management solution for creators. For more creator resources, visit us at highbeamapp.com or follow us on Twitter. See you next week.